Well, hello everybody. I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. And we want to welcome you back to Making Biblical Family Life Practical. Last episode, we were talking about dealing with chronic illness in a homeschooling student. How do you homeschool a child who just has an illness that doesn't go away and doesn't doesn't improve with uh, the passage of a week of rest? So, you know, that that's a reality, and that's part of the reason we've got a long break since our last our last episode, but one. What if it's not the child? What if the child is happy and healthy and full of energy, and it's the homeschooling mom who is sick? Or maybe the homeschooling dad or the homeschooling grandparent, whoever it is. What if the teacher is the one who's sick, and you can't just take part of your sick leave and call in the sub for, for a week? It's hard. What do you, what do, you do with that? Have you have we ever experienced this, dear? <laughs> we sure have. You know what? We have eight children. I had to bed rest with every single one of them. You know, that's a great example because some some illnesses are lifelong problems, and some of them have an end date. Mm-hmm. You know, you knew, hey, you're having a, a high-risk pregnancy, but in seven or eight months, that pregnancy is going to reach its completion, and hopefully things will resolve after that. Yeah, then I'm weak for a few <laughs> until yeah. I get my strength back. But, but, but the still, point being, it's it not, ends. The point is, it's not take a week off and rest and get over the flu. It's something that you've got to make a life change to accommodate right. it. And, you know, and I know lots and lots of moms who are dealing with Lyme disease. I've, ha- I've dealt with Lyme disease. With Lyme yeah. disease, with fibromyalgia, uh, with MS, yes. with all kinds of different chronic illnesses. Uh-huh. And it makes it hard because... I think that these moms already feel like I'm inadequate. Mm-hmm. I'm a failure. I can't be a good mom. And that is not true. I know in one of the, um, one of the chronic health groups I'm on on Facebook, a mom was saying the other day that she just, she feels so worthless and so unnecessary because she just can't do the things her friends can do. She can't go for walks with her kids. You know, she can't, get in the floor and play with them. Mm-hmm. And I reminded her that what your kids need, what they really need, a deep need, mm-hmm. is love and relationship and time and discipleship and attention. Mm. And you can give those perfectly well lying on a couch. Well, you know what? I think with your pregnancy bed rest, you had such a great experience with that. I remember you were asking our adult kids a while back, what are your what are your good memories? That made of, me cry, Hal. What are your good memories of homeschooling and growing up in our family? And one of the ones that they brought up. Yeah, one of was, them said, Mama, I remember you were on pregnancy bed rest and you were lying on the couch and I was sitting in your boat. That's what they called it when they would get behind my, my calves and my behind knees. Your knees there. Yeah, on the couch. So I was sitting in your boat and you were reading us stories from the famous men of Rome and he said, I felt so safe and happy, and it was so interesting. And, you know, I cried because, to me, that was not a happy memory. To me, that was a memory of me desperately trying to bring some normality into a very unnormal situation. Well, you know, a related thing, this is not an illness, but we went through a period where there was major career disruption and financial disruption and we were trying to start a business, and I was very discouraged because we had to drop out of a lot of extracurricular activities. We just didn't have the money for them. And I was feeling like, I was really feeling low about it. And my son, who was a senior in high school, just kind of drifted through the kitchen where I was working and, and said, you know, I am so glad 
for these last two years since you've come home from the corporate world and you've been working from home, I'm so glad that happened before I left home because that's been the best two years of my life. And, you know, I was feeling like I failed. I am not providing for my family like I should. I am practically worthless as a father and a husband. And here my child is thinking, this is awesome. I am so thankful for this. Okay, we need to recognize that our troubles are not always transmitted to our kids. And sometimes our kids are seeing a benefit that maybe we are overlooking. Because what is valuable to them is not what we think is valuable to them. We're worried because we can't buy them certain toys because we have medical bills. They're delighted because we're playing with them in, 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 in the old box that the refrigerator came in, you know? Right. They, they have a different scale than we do, and that's a good thing. You know, I, I worried a lot mm-hmm. because I felt like our kids were having to do a lot of work that I should have been doing. I would lie on the couch and watch them making dinner and doing the laundry and cleaning up the house, and I would feel so guilty. My little children, my children should be able to play. They shouldn't be doing chores I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think we forget, and this is important, write this down, Mm -hmm. that God's curriculum for our children may not be the same as ours. Academics, and, you know, we're academic fanatics. All of our kids have gone to college. They've gotten scholarships. We're academic fanatics. But academics is not mentioned very much in the Word of God. And generally, it's mentioned in a fairly negative way. But there's a lot about character. There's a lot about compassion and self-sacrifice and loving others as you'd love yourself. And, and being diligent and hard work. Well, and just and as a practical matter, you know, if, if, if mom is stuck on the couch and she can't cook, everybody wants to eat, who's going to fix lunch? Because if dad's at work and mom's sick on the couch, you know, for whatever reason... I guess the teenagers need to learn to cook. And you know what's interesting? Yeah. Is because I was stuck on the couch and not able mm-hmm. to do my own thing, I actually had the time to teach them all sorts of interesting ways of cooking and interesting mm-hmm. things in the kitchen. And all of our kids are fantastic cooks. Yeah. And, and I tell well, you what. Well, you know, one of our daughters-in-law said that the other day. Yeah. She said, well, you know, um, somebody asked her, she said, she said, do you cook? And she said, well, yeah, I cook. And she said, but when we got married, I didn't have a clue how to cook. And she said, my husband mm-hmm. is a fantastic cook. And so he not only taught me how to cook, but he enjoys it. So he makes dinner a lot of times. Well, and, and you know what? That comes from the necessity of dealing with mom's chronic illness. You yeah, know? patience is not my virtue, Hal. You know that. Well, and how do you learn patience? By being stretched. And you know what? Lying uh, on the couch, I had all the time in the world to teach them. Yeah. I had all the time in the world to teach them how to make crepes mm-hmm. or make omelets mm-hmm. or make a quiche. Mm-hmm. You know, but I had time to talk them through it because we couldn't get to do anything else. Mm-hmm. We couldn't run the roads like we normally did. And so yeah. I had to realize that our kids were learning things through my inability. In fact, mm-hmm. One of our kids said, he was talking about college, and he said he was at college in his apartment. Uh-huh. And one of his friends walked through and said, what are you doing? He said, I'm cooking dinner. He said, what's that? He said, it's raw chicken. Uh-huh. And he said, really? <laughs> yeah. And he said, 
And he, you know, our son realized this guy had never seen somebody cook a meal. Never handled raw meat. Yeah. And wow. So our kids have been stunned yeah. by how ill prepared their friends in college were for adult life. And they felt very confident in their adult skills because, frankly, the Lord forced me to teach them how to do things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, the, mm-hmm. more on that. God's curriculum for our kids may be mm-hmm. different than ours. Yeah. Our kids learned diligence and compassion mm-hmm. and hard work mm-hmm. and persistence, doing things they've never done before. And they're pretty yeah. great adults. Yeah, and you know, in one of our one of our daughter in laws is dealing with some some serious health issues. And I and I look at I look at her at our son, her husband, and think, you know, he learned to care for a sick mother. Yep. You know, and, and, now, and now, his, now he's caring for his sick wife, and it's just, he's just carrying forward the lessons that he learned as a child. And you know? I had no idea when he was a child that he would need that experience one day, mm-hmm. but God did. Yeah. We have no way to plan that kind of thing. No. But there we are. And that's what so, is important to realize is that God knows mm-hmm. what's going on in your life, and he knew what was what would happen in your life when he gave you these kids. Mm-hmm. And that what you're going through is part of his plan for you and for your children. And you know, Satan means it for evil. God means it for good. Right. And I look at, our kids have learned so much through my chronic illness mm-hmm. and through your love and care for me. Mm-hmm. Man, they've learned how to be terrific husbands. They've learned how to look for a terrific husband, in the case of our daughters, by seeing your patience and care for me. And when I, although it's been very, very frustrating to be the one who has had the problems for so long, except when you had cancer, you got to turn at it. Yeah. But it's really been, I think, all in all, a good thing in our kids' lives. Well, okay, that's a good point to insert one thing here and. It, I think is a really important principle. The passage in, in Galatians chapter 6, it says that we are to bear one another's burdens and thus fulfill the law of Christ. You know, that that's an expectation of believers in a church community that they should be serving one another in their points of need. And we need to be transparent enough with our church community to say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not able one way or another, whether it's a financial need or a physical need or whatever, we need to be open with our church so that they can step in and fulfill the law of Christ themselves by serving others, which happens to be us. So I wanted to get some practical ways you can actually get the school done. Right. One thing is be a member, an active member of a church and homeschool support group Mm -hmm. and accept their help. I am so grateful for my friends who took my kids to events who took my kids to activities and made sure my kids had the opportunity to participate even if I couldn't. Right. I'm grateful for people who brought us meals Mm -hmm. and who've helped us out. And it takes some humility to accept help, but you need to remember that everybody gets the chance to be helped at some time or another. And we have have been through that, you know, with the different challenges. Well, even between you and me, that it's mostly been me that's had chronic illnesses, but there's a ton that you fought cancer. I, I had cancer, and I was in chemotherapy for about six months, and 
a lot of a lot of recovery time after that. And yeah, there was a time when y'all were very much focused on ministering to my health, and that's I appreciated that. And so, if someone is ministering to you, and you're thinking, "Oh, I want to get back," and you know you can't, you don't have anything to give, just make notes. Just think about the things that people are doing to bless you, and you'll be able to bless others through that. I found that out that yes. shortly after I had had been in ICU with one of our kids. Shortly after that, I found out that that one of my friend's children had been put in ICU for leukemia. I knew exactly what she needed to help her. Yeah, because we had just been through that. And as it says in in 2 Corinthians, that we comfort one another with the comfort that we have received ourselves. Yeah. You know, that wherewith we have been comforted. So that that's a good thing. And also, you know, that there's, you recognize that if you have a life that's like nobody else's, you're going to live like nobody else. And so, like, for example, when you were on bed rest, you were not upstairs in our bedroom all no. by yourself and alone and the rest of the family downstairs. We, you were on the couch. You were in a recliner. For oh, a time, one, we one had time a, you put a bed in the dining room so I could be in the middle of everything. A couple of times. We had, we had one in the den where it had been your homeschooling room for most yeah, of the time. And make so it work. You, you make it work for your family because you're not putting on an audition for Architectural Digest. You you are living the life that God's given you. So let's talk about how to get the schoolwork done, because that's what everybody's here for. Sure. Okay. How do you get the schoolwork done? First of all, you look and you and you cut out the mess. You cut out the extra practice. You cut out the things that are unnecessary. You cut out the stuff that might be nice one day, mm-hmm. and you get and you and you pare it down to what can be done, mm-hmm. and then you do whatever it takes to get it done. That may mean put a child's table next to your couch mm-hmm. and get a, a triangular pillow to prop yourself up on. Uh-huh. It may mean giving your kids more independence than you think maybe they're ready for at their age. Just mm-hmm. check back on them a lot. Because uh-huh. it can teach them responsibility and independence Right. to, to have those experiences. Mm-hmm. It may mean... Wrapping in a video curriculum or a computer curriculum or maybe in one subject. Mm-hmm. You know, do whatever it takes. Get audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Be creative because your school doesn't have to look like anybody else's. Exactly. Exactly that. And, um, and sometimes less traditional curricula works better. Instead of saying, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the box curriculum. I'm going to mm-hmm. buy the... The one I used in Christian school for grades one, three, five, seven, and nine, that's going to kill you. Mm. You know, instead say, okay, you know what? There's no reason we can't all study the same history. Let's get a history program we can all do together. And then your supplemental reading may be different for different grade levels. Right. But Let's do a science for the kids that are under high school age that mm-hmm. we can all do together. Mm-hmm. You know, try to maximize your time to be as profitable as possible. And also... You're going to do a lot of relationship building that way. Yeah. You know, that happy memory of that child sitting in my boat mm-hmm. and the other little kids on the floor around us mm-hmm. and me reading aloud their their history lesson. Mm-hmm. Because everybody was studying the same thing, then they carried that out in their play. And they were reading books about that from the library. And it built relationship among the kids, too. Well, I think, too, when when... Mom, like you, is is confined to one room. 
I think that it tends to draw the kids in more to you. Yes. You know, rather than when you're bustling about the house doing different things at different times, they might be more spread out. But if, if you never leave the living room except for a quick trip to the bathroom, then that's where people are going to tend to be. And so I think there is some a little tighter fellowship there than, than might be otherwise. And, and don't worry about the effect on your children. Because what I have seen is, you know what, God stands in the gaps. Uh-huh. I remember, I remember when you were going through, um, through chemotherapy, and mm-hmm. we spent so much time at the hospital. Yeah. And one of our kids, uh, I remember sitting down with him. He was a, a junior, just finished his junior year of high school. He's about to apply to college, and one of his colleges this is really rare, but one of his colleges asked for a reading list. Yeah. And I said, okay, make me a list of everything, every important book you've read in high school. Mm-hmm. And he brought it back, and he had some things in there I'd never heard of. Uh-huh. And I said, what do you mean, you Boethius? And he yeah, said, it looked like he, he copied one of the classical learning catalogs. Yeah, I was like, what on earth? He said, well, he said, I knew you didn't have time to, to, to help me out with this. And I was reading in, in something you assigned me, and it mentioned this guy. And I just went to library and requested an interlibrary loan and got it. You know, that because he knew he was independent, he took responsibility for his own learning, and he actually learned far more than I would have asked him to. That's awesome. That is an unexpected benefit that you could not have planned. I could not and have would planned. not have requested. No. But you know what? God works good things for it. And, and that's, you know, we have seen this through all kinds of very interesting trials and, and, you know, sometimes yeah. kids will take advantage, though, and they won't yeah. do what they're supposed to do. Okay. But then they get lessons from that, too, when they when they get to repeat it. Yeah, because, you know what, that, that's something that we, we try to get into our kids, especially as teenagers, to recognize this education is not for our amusement. You know, we're not doing this because, you know, we wanted to do it. We're not, we're not you know, it's, it's not our hobby. It's something that, um, it's something that, is for their benefit. It's something that's for their good and for their preparation for adult life. And, you know, as you, I have heard you say many times to recalcitrant young teenagers, you already know algebra. You've already done geometry. Not for my benefit. You are not doing this for yourself. You're doing this for them. And they need to understand that and appreciate it. So, Anyway, to sum up, because we need to finish, how I think that when the mom or dad or whoever's teaching kids, when, when we're dealing with chronic illness in the parents, it can be a scary time for kids. And right. I think having them near us and with us mm-hmm. is a comfort. It gives you normality. When there's not any normality, mm-hmm. it gives them security and comfort. And it builds characters in ways we could never predict. All right. Well, you know, God tells us in Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for good for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. And we have seen that over and over again as we've gone through trials of different sorts, whether it's health or something else. In the end, we see God is glorified and he always takes care of us. Amen. And we just have to trust him in the time before we see the, the final fruit to recognize, hey, God's, God's at work. He hasn't forgotten us. He's not overlooking us. Something is going to come from this. And in the end, we will praise God for it. So, Amen. Well, look, we do appreciate you joining us. Okay, if you've got any questions, do you have something you want to say? Check the show notes. We're going to put some interesting links. Yes. And 
be sure to leave a review if you've downloaded our podcast from somewhere, okay? That'd be great. If you've got a question, a comment, something you'd like for us to talk about on the podcast, how about leave us a message on our listener response line? The number is 919-295-0321. We'd love to hear from you. And we do appreciate you joining us. So until next time, I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. And thanks for listening. Bye, y'all. You've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. If you found this program interesting, challenging, and encouraging, why not join us on the web at halandmelanie.com. That's H-A-L-A-N-D-M-E-L-A-N-I-E.com. Or follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash Hal and Melanie or Facebook.com slash Raising Real Men. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical. Until then, thank you and God bless you for listening.